Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Grab the Trace. Michaela and I are still here. Still here. But that's all that is about the same from the first season. Michaela, now we've completed our introductory crash course into home design and everything just a bit nice. A bit nice. I think it's time for us to kick things up a notch and give the people what they really want. Are you ready? Oh, I was born ready. You were born ready? Born ready. Born ready. Let's do it. Well, you know what, everybody? You might have noticed that the episode started without the music. So, without further ado, let's hit the music. Welcome to another episode of Grab the Trace, a home design podcast here to help you deliver your next project to its full potential. If you're looking for some tips and secrets for your next project, be it building a new home, renovating, or even just picking what window furnishing would best suit your space, we've got you covered. So stick around, pull up your plans, and let's grab the trace. Michaela, the number one question that everyone's asking me at the moment, how are you doing? I'm going really well. How are you going? I'm good. It's a new season. It is. A new season. I mean, not that anything's really happened in the world. I mean, it's the weeks since last. I don't know. The Oscars happened. Oh, my goodness. Oh, are we going to give ourselves away with the time stamping? Who cares? Everybody, we might might be in the future. We might just be talking about old events. We don't know. We're going to have to talk about, like, the Sydney Olympics as well, just to throw people off the scent. (laughs) They'll for never how, guess. how far in advance we're recording this, heaven forbid. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. Doing good. I'm ready to to kickstart the brand new season. I'm going to try and make less speech coach worthy oh, like contributions it. to the I show. I like it. Let's find new words. New words that you struggle with. So, now we've run through the basics of our home design from the front door to the back door and everything in between. Well, back fence, front fence. Back fence. It's exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to be fencist. <laughs> oh, my God. People have apartments. They might not have a fence. It's true. How dare you fence shame. As we mentioned at the end of last season, we're planning to show off some of our design flair through some hypothetical design projects that will take you through from the initial stages of brief budget and the existing constraints through to both an interior and an architectural concept. And then we'll finish strong by kind of showing maybe like a little bit of a little bit of nicety in terms of a resolved Design. Refined. Refined, resolved. Like it's it's just a it's a little bit nice. There might be a few 3D images of what we end up oh, looking like. Maybe even some like joinery drawings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. let's give the people what they want. Yeah, let's do it. So in addition to that, we have some very exciting other episodes that we've got in the pipeline, including this very episode you're listening to now. We're going to go as deep as we can in one episode. And just kind of give you everything you could ever want if you were looking for a a Hamptons-inspired design podcast episode. Hmm. We're going to run from front fence to back fence. We're going to talk about key elements. We're going to talk about finishes, paint schemes. We're going to talk about big design elements you need to include to hit the brief. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what? Us just talking isn't enough. And we've been missing talking about some of these beautiful projects we've been looking at. We're even going to kind of just run through two existing projects, talk about what works, what doesn't, what you could swap. You can, the world's your oyster and we're just kind of trying to target you down in terms of the world of Hamptons. So, Michaela. Yeah. What do you, just to, just to taste, taste the waters, test the waters. (laughs) Taste the waters is like a very weird thing to say. It really is. Oh man, that's so gross. (laughs) What's your personal thoughts on Hamptons? Honestly, I feel like in Australia especially. Oh, I'm getting honestly? the Honestly. Honestly, Diane. No. Um, honestly, I think in Australia it is it's kind of a a bit of a mash, to be honest. And everyone has their own take on it. And I'm not against that. I'm all for having your interpretation using your brief as it's a guide. It's your house. It's your final product. You have to love it. If it it doesn't have to be identical and there's not a set of absolute rules you have to adhere. Yes, there's some guidelines or some design elements that would give you that Hamptons look if that's what you like, but I like that you can do your own take on it. So typically in Australia, I always find when we say Hamptons, it's either like Queensland inspired Mm. Hamptons or it's more coastal like Sydney kind of coastal Hamptons or 
they go like barn farmhouse Hamptons or they even go like European Hamptons. Yeah. Which, again, I think we'll obviously go into Hamptons in an overview of what the traditional Hampton style is. You know what? I should do a track for how many times we say Hamptons Hamptons, in this episode as well. Hamptons, everyone take a shot. It'll be worse than me saying a Jew the other day. Oh, 16 times. Well, Hamptons that I, and this is, again, this is just my take. This is the MG (laughs) definition. Hamptons is a style inspired by homes from the region of Long Island. So, also known as the Hamptons. If you've watched Gossip Girl, you know when they go to the Hamptons? The white party, obviously. That's- Big plot line between Dan and Serena. We all know. So, these Hampton-style homes, obviously from the region in Long Island, but typically defined by light, bright, classic, sophisticated, coastal-inspired aesthetic. So, I think- as you noted before, how Australians take on that design style. And I feel like it works so well in Queensland specifically or obviously like Eastern Coast. I think it works because obviously Queensland tropical environment. So we're Mm. still getting those eaves. We're getting, you know, the wraparound porches, which is very, I guess, showing of a Queensland style, but then how to make that Hamptons, how to bring that aesthetic into what's fitting and what's functional for our climate. So I love that. That's really nice. So Hampton's interiors, again, we'll go through more architectural. I think we've got a whole like architectural component, which is really important to the aesthetic of these houses. It doesn't actually have that much in red that you've amended. So that's always nice to see. Oh, well, I didn't want to take over. (laughs) Oh, I didn't realize there was an architectural section. (laughs) I didn't realize that you can see what I change. (laughs) Yeah, literally it's all red. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, Hampton's interiors encompass, you know, generous proportions, crisp whites, lots of texture, classical materials, and then they optimize entertainment in terms of indoor-outdoor living, great for natural ventilation, so lots of windows and glazing, usually looking out to beautiful views. They have classical materials, when I say that, more you know, beautiful oak flooring. They've they they're very true to the material. So mm. they they're usually not artificial or man-made materials. We're looking at natural marbles, natural limestones, stone cladding, which is used indoors and oh outdoors. Um again, beautiful big fireplaces clad in stone. We've got oak flooring. We have exposed beams. But again, we'll go into it obviously in more detail when we break it down, but that's kind of the general aesthetic when you think about Mm -hmm. Hamptons. I guess something now that you've mentioned it, it's almost like what I guess what this you could get out of this episode, so to speak, is we're going to give you how you would look at a house externally and go Hamptons inspired, not necessarily Hamptons, Mm -hmm. but Hamptons inspired or heavily featured with Hamptons elements. We'll give you the same for your interiors as well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what, if you mash them together, beautiful, but there's nothing wrong, especially from Project Homeland. Like if you end up with what would be more a standard external design, you can still go go for broke internally in terms of Hamptons, but- It can be Hamptons inspired. It doesn't need to be Hamptons because to do that would probably be quite prohibitive. If you're if you're following the rule book in terms of things you need to be Hamptons, it's mm. pretty expensive. Yeah, I'm I'm again I'm a hundred percent on board with what you just said in terms of how far you take it. Is it's truly up to you. It's your yep. house at the end of the day. So. You can have whatever you want. You can have a rainbow house, like I've said. If you're happy with that, go for it. But in terms of the rule book or guidelines that I I like to to say more, but I'm always inclined to say if you're picking the simplest thing like a skirting board, Mm -hmm. if you are picking or choosing selections that lead more towards a a Hampton-style home, I think it's kind of like a bit of a pet hate when, you know, say you're choosing skirting boards and there's like three or four options that you love and one's Georgian, one's Victorian heritage, one's Hamptons and then one's like Art Deco. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like go more towards the Hampton style. Yeah, yeah. Because 
to me, I don't mind a mash of styles, but when you're really clearly like, oh, no, this is Hamptons. And then I'm yeah. like, well, why have you got like sleek concrete bench tops and then you've got, you know, Hamptons cabinetry and then you've gone with a Victorian or heritage style skirting. Agreed. And, and then you've gone art deco cornicing and you're like, it's a bit confused. Yes. Yep. Where if you know that you like Hampton style, there's definite guidelines to stick to. But, and then there's ways that you can kind of make it your own. Agreed. hundred percent. And so what we want to give you is we want to give you the tools. If you listen to this episode, say you, you are doing a project home or you're in the process of designing your own home. You've got everything you need in here for potentially Michaela and I to come to your house and be like, Hamptons, easy. Like, there's nothing in here that, like, everything we're talking about is complementary. Yeah. And the more things you can add in that fit in within that world, the stronger your theme, the stronger your design becomes in that theme. Well said. Beautiful. So, do we want to kick it off? Yeah, let's go palette. Let's go palette. So, let's start with paint. Yes. So, as you were saying, crisp- Light, um, light, maybe on the cooler side. Yeah. So, when I say like cooler, I don't mean cold and clinical. I mean cool toned. So, like blues, a lot of blue tones, like soft grays, but we're always going to have that blue undertone. So, we're staying away from like warm putty tones. We're mm-hmm. staying away from those beiges and we're going more to the crisp, cool toned grays and whites. We're doing a lot of white, as much white as we can do. You could even just do white walls, white skirtings, white everything. We can (laughs) white it all out. And then typically, I know this is like paint colors, but if we are doing like custom, like two-pack cabinetry, that would also typically be in a really crisp white. (laughs) Um, So maybe suggesting some like Dulux recommendations. Well, that was the, we had a question coming because I opened this up to the Instagram. Yep. And we had a question coming in in terms of does Hampton colour palette have to just strictly be kind of like light and cool or can you inject colour in yeah. a meaningful way? Absolutely. I feel like you can absolutely inject colour. So, as I said, when I would more typically stick to a cool palette, so like your cool blues, and but that's not to say like you could do some stunning navy blue. You could have a navy blue, like a really dark, rich navy blue kitchen cabinetry with like a beautiful marble island and then crisp white walls everywhere or vice versa you could you could technically make a warm palette work in a hampton style home so i think the best example of not a hampton style but our i think it was your project Mm -hmm. um your fiona lynch project where it was the coastal home but she did a very very warm palette throughout They did lots of linens, lots of, um, I think there was rattan for all the balustrade. Yes, yep. Lots of like um, travertines and limestones. Very, very warm, warm palette. And it was super successful because that was Fiona Lynch's take on coastal. So, again, you can do a warm palette and go warm with everything but still introduce all these architectural elements. You can still have a pitched roof. You can still have shaker profile cabinetry. You can still do oak flooring but do it in a warm tone, not a cool tone. There's so many options that you can do as long as it's consistent. I feel like if you're wanting to do a warm palette, not a cool palette, just be consistent with it and every material that you choose – is being chosen to adhere to those kind of Hamptons guidelines, but then you're just choosing the warm tones of those materials. Couldn't agree more. It's beautiful. So, do we want to rattle off a few- Yeah, favourites. Dulux favourites. I mean, we'll use Dulux because it's, to us, it's the most well-known, yep. I guess, colour palette in terms of talking about names. Oh, but just the amount of colours yeah, that they and provide. 100%. Everything's got an equal color match in different ranges. Yep. Some will be slightly one way or the other in terms of being warm or a cooler or mm-hmm. dark or a lighter. But yep. if you do prefer a different paint range or that Dulux isn't available where you are, mm-hmm. you can they can color match. Like even if you just go to Bunnings and be like, I need this, but I need it in a, a different color way. But to be honest with you, Bunnings have Dulux anyway. So just go the hot full strength. Get it as, I mean, this is going to sound a little bit preachy, but. As God intended, let's just go the the full full Dulux yeah. experience. Let's do it. So, I guess my favourites. 
I would have to say like straight off the bat in terms of a white, vivid white. It is the crispest, brightest white that I love to use, again, to get that contrast, but also imagine this big vaulted ceiling with all of these, you know, beautiful VJ lining boards, beautiful exposed rafters all painted out in the brightest vivid white. Like I think that would be a dream. And then you look out and you see water. Just beautiful. You've got coastal view. Like that to me is an absolute dream. So that's my that would be my go-to Hamptons white. Um, In terms of wall colour or potentially like cabinetry colour, I love snow season. Like Mm. I love the colour snow season. So typically I usually do like snow season quarter just to keep it really, really crisp still, but it's, it definitely has a cool undertone, but it's not, it's not baby blue. We don't want baby blue walls. I'm not saying it's that blue, Yeah. but it is, it is a beautiful colour. If you were looking for something slightly darker or a bit more out there, again, you can do all of these colours like quarter strength, half strength. You can do double strength if you really yeah, like yeah, the color you and do down. like if you want like, you know, a beautiful powder room vanity cabinet color. I think that would be a stunning in a color called Silkwort. It's one mm, of my favorites. That's the outside of my house. Oh, who recommended that? You did because I accidentally chose baby blue. You did. We, yeah. What did we choose? We chose, um, oh, what is it? Accord, I think, is mm. like a really light blue gray. And it was only when all the other houses in the street were finished and we're like, oh. Oh, we have a blue Yeah, house. we're blue. Yeah. I'll put a photo of that up. Oh, there we go. See, colours. I'll make another promise I won't deliver on. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? I'm sure Caitlin will pick it up. Can I um? Can I throw something out here? So, when we're talking, you were just mentioning before, like, cabinetry colours as yeah. well. So, and I know I might be jumping ahead a little bit here, but potentially would you be seeing a lot of two-pack finish in Hamptons because you can then- Use the that colour. Well, it's more about the profile when it mm. comes to cabinetry. So, when we typically think of Hampton style kitchens, vanities, cabinetry styles, even like wardrobe doors, that usually has what we call like a shaker profile, meaning that it's got like a, a big thick border all the way around and then like a recessed section yep. in the centre. So, that's a typical shaker profile. They've got a million different takes on the shaker profile, depending on widths and indentations and grooves and all of that. But typically, to get a custom profile, you're going to need to go two-pack. That's not to say there isn't other options out there. There is. There's like thermolaminate. I know we've gone through this in our kitchen episodes before, which is kind of like price point. It's I would say like 30% to even like 40% cheaper than two-pack. Isn't that a little bit good? Okay. And, but then it's also probably about 30 to 40% more expensive than just a flat. Oh, I thought you were going to say. But then it's also 30 panel. to 40% more expensive in the labour to do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, that's actually not a bad little yeah. rule of thumb then so it's in kind, terms it's of, kind of costing. Like, yeah. So, it's kind of like basic laminate malamine board. And then you kind of jump up to like the thermolaminate, but then you can get your custom profiles. Mm. But then you are limited with the colors available from those suppliers. So sure. like Laminex or Polytech or Formica or, you know, Lamy Color, whoever you're going through, they have then limited colors within that. And then- Two-pack is whatever you two want. Two-pack is fully custom. If you want matching wall, if you're doing, you know, say you're doing a VJ wall- in all your powder room you, and you're going like a really dark, rich navy blue everywhere, you're doing this custom panel work and then you want this vanity to just blend in with this wall, choose that exact two-pack colour and I think um, looks stunning. We did something similar on a project at the Gold Coast working with Courtney from mm-hmm. our office as well where we did the wall colour as yep. the cabinetry colour by yep. using two-pack and stunning. Yep. Absolutely Stunning. Beautiful. You don't end up with a two-tone kind of feature where you don't need it to be. Yep. Just kind of recesses in. Even to just get like extra bougie with the architecturals. If you do like cabinetry colour, wall colour, and then even your window and door frame powder coat colour, all of that can match. Mm. That can be a bit nice. Especially it when is. you start doing like custom glazing. Custom, yeah. And yeah. Anyway. It's a bit nice. Well, sorry. So, let's, let's jump back on the rails here yeah. because I did jump ahead a little bit. but. Yeah. So that's paint colors yeah. in terms of where 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 your head's at externally 
it's pretty much you want to keep it just crisp. Crisp like and even white, with your like- yeah, like I don't want to be. This is going to sound like such a snob thing. I don't want to be seeing like dark roof colors. No, with it light and bright in Australia. With if you're doing a metal roof, because mm-hmm. that might be the way you're addressing it, rather than doing like a white tile yep. roof or something, even slate. I think uh, what do they use? They use like shingles or whatever in the US. Yep. Yeah. So if you're going for the Australian context take on it, surf mist is about as white as you can get, unless you go the customs. There's a color called cosmic, which is like nearly pure white, where surf mist is a little more yellow, but. Yeah. If and you choose it, cosmic, that, man, yeah, your neighbours are going to hate you from the, like, glare well, point of view. even just yourself, if you've got a two-storey house, you've got balconies or anything, you're looking down onto roofs. like Yeah, your head will blow up. It, it, the glare is up, yeah. absolutely crazy. Even, like, shale grey. Yeah. I feel like that's a really nice mix. If, that's a, if you're going cool palette, typical Hamptons, I'd go shale grey or surf mist. If I was going warmer toned, I'd actually... I'd probably go either Surf Mist again or June. Yeah, beautiful. And then those are in the standard color bond colors. But again, typically, if we were like sticking to the rules per se, tiles is probably more prevalent in Hampton yep. style homes instead of like a color bond metal roof shading. So just again, personal just preference. Food for thought. Um, I would always be more inclined to go metal roof sheeting in Queensland or a tropical climate just for maintenance. Soon it's like we get some pretty gnarly storms. Yeah, we do. So, again, you don't want to be up in the roof space trying to know more gaps, tiles and, yes. and trying to trying to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's a, not fun a vibe. Time. Not a fun time. So metal roof sheeting. And who doesn't love like when the rain hits and you can hear the rain you know on the what? I've metal actually, roof? I really I've found a that. lot of people who hate it. Like what? In who? The, um, in the Facebook groups Psychotic that I've- Psychotic people. In the Facebook groups that I've been perusing for a bit of research and everything into what the people want, there's, um, there's some pretty strong-willed people about not liking that and preferring tiled roofs. I don't personally agree with it. I don't trust the Karens of the world. To me as well, it's always a little bit interesting because I- I just feel like a tiled roof isn't as oh, this is gonna sound snowy. I don't think a tiled roof is as premium. Oh really? See, I I actually think a tiled roof looks more premium in because it looks more custom. I don't I know. Think it's it looks because, like individual tiles. Yeah, like it looks yeah. more expensive and custom. But I just know like I came our first house that we renovated, that was a tiled roof. And the maintenance is insane. Mm. And I then- guess if you were, are buying an existing house, we're not saying rip your roof mm. sheeting oh, off no. because, I mean, you do at least have the advantage of respraying tiles. Yeah. Um, but then wait until one of them shifts and, like, the green colour peeks out from underneath. Um, something else I will say is, well, with roof, if you are going a metal roof sheeting in terms of profiles, mm-hmm. I would probably steer away from your more industrial-looking profiles in terms of, like, trim deck and stuff. I'd mm. be going more... I'd lean back towards like your custom orb yeah. in terms of like the the waffly kind yeah. of. Yeah, I, I just think I like trim deck a lot in terms of you can achieve pretty low ceiling uh, roof pitches with it. But, but Hamptons style, is, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Hamptons is high pitch. high pitch. And then it's also, as we're saying, like you get a little bit more detail in terms of the, the fluting of it is yeah. more like closely spaced. I mean, I don't even know if I- I'd be interested to see what mini orb looks like, which is like a really tight. Oh, but yeah. I think let's just stay standard. Yeah. Let's just go a well, surf mist and a custom orb profile. Yeah, I think again, and I'm gonna stay in my little box in my interior <laughs> box here. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Um, but to me, when I'm thinking of like Hampton's architectural style from external aesthetic point of view, Hampton's to me again. You said like the high pitched roof, but to me. I don't want to be seeing or concentrating on the roof. It's more about the gables and, yes. and the front of Agreed. those gables and how they're being treated, how are they being, like, decorated. Are we having, like, round window moments? Oh, the little porthole? Little, like, porthole windows. But what are they called when they're actually in, like, attic space? Um, or, well, even they're usually fake in Australia. We do a lot of, like, fake porthole window yeah. you know the ones um, where it just like letting all that light into the open rafters yeah okay 
It's almost like a little porthole. Oh, the little ventilation wind. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty much like a really fancy version of like your laundry exhaust or your yes. rangehood exhaust that comes out through your safeed outside. Yeah. It's like the little square one. I swear people at home are like, what the hell are oh, these people Oh, don't you worry. There is so Because I live in a brand new estate. There's so many of these houses going around and I just, I'll take photos for you. I'll oh. just crop out their addresses. Like there I know three houses off the top of my head that have them within like two minutes of me. Well, listen, I'm still- Jury's still out on the round window for me, but it, yeah. it is it is a very easy way externally to look at something and go, oh, Hamptons. Yeah. I'm so sorry. We've like fully digressed off paint colours, but we were kind of talking about roofs and architecturally, what does that look like? But honestly, colour bond or tiles, I don't think it really matters. We're just talking about light, fresh palettes. So, that kind of wraps up paint colours, I feel. Yeah. From internally, yeah. externally. Again, we've got like fencing- Cladding. We'll go into more architectural external stuff later on in the segment, but I think interior paint colours, we've rattled off a few. You can kind of do with it what you want, but always trying to achieve a really light and bright interiors palette, I feel, is going to get you that Hamptons look. Agreed. Um, let's go on to Let's tap- shimmy. Let's Let- shimmy yeah. over to tapware. Let's go on to tapware finishes because this is, this is an interesting one. It's an easy pitfall because I think I'd even written what I had come up with Mm. and everybody at home I kneel at your feet because I was not true to what true Hamptons is well the truest of the true I don't like but it is the Hamptons so I'm just gonna say it polished chrome polished Mm -hmm. chrome the cheapest option well it is the cheapest but it is the most typical when you think of Hamptons the traditional Hampton's aesthetic is polished chrome, where I think it's evolved, obviously, over the years to just polished metals. So, we're not talking about brushed metals. So, Mm -mm. when I typically talk about brushed brass, brushed chrome, brushed nickel, Nickel. brushed gunmetal. Stop it. That is our typical like PVD finishes. And when I say PVD, I know I've spoken about this in our bathroom segment and episodes before. That's just talking about how they've created that plating. So instead of a polished chrome finished or a polished brass finished, then you're going into electroplating, powder coating, and then this PVD. Our PVD typically talking about brushed finishes. However, Aesthetics for Hamptons, polished. We want it reflective. We want all those fingerprints. I want to see yeah. myself in that because, you know, when I'm getting ready and I'm bringing the water up to my face, I want to see the the tiny little distorted Me. reflection like those mirrors at like the Ecker or oh like a circus God. where you look like a really- The fat mirror. Yeah, yeah, where I'm like, I don't look like that. Or you're looking at yourself in like the spout of your thing. You're like, oh, my goodness, my face looks so thin. Oh. My whole body does. <laughs> Okay. I'm very narrow. <gasps> wow, things you well. do. <laughs> so, we're saying the- Sorry, I nearly said brushed. We're talking about the polished materials yes. in terms of we so, want that- We want the reflectivity. We want that polished, almost like old English tapware, yeah. classic- Give the vibe that- Traditional you, tapware. You know, like you're running, not an estate, but you're running like somewhere that- you might have paid someone to come around and mm. polish up all your things in the morning to keep them all. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to rattle off like different styles, but they all have polished tapware. When you think of this style, when I think of like either French Revival or even Art Deco, we're talking about like French Provincial, sorry. We've got like Georgian, Transitional. Even like traditional, like American homesteads or manors, even English and like British and French manors, you think of like the old, very, very traditional tapware styles as well. So this isn't just finishes, I'm talking about styles. So, you know, like the old three piece tapware set. So you're always going to have. Like a hot and a cold, not just like an all-in-one yes. mixer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna have. You're not gonna be having big square plates and very modern, chunky kind of tapware. You're gonna have potentially even like ceramic sections on like the handles mm-hmm. of your tapware. You know the old like like shower set, and it's got 
like a hot and a cold. It's got the handpiece set. Oh, see, like- I've never. Um, I I don't think I've ever used a shower with the the handpiece thing. Yeah. Like I've had the hot and the cold, like the individual, like yeah. What would you would maybe see in like an older laundry or whatever? That might be like the only remnant. Yeah, or like even like my old nan's place with like you know the like the not tortoise. your young nan's place. <laughs> <laughs> True. Touche. Um, you know, the the three-piece sets and they've got like the, almost like the tortoise shell hot and cold. Yeah, and then yeah, they've yeah. got like written like hot and cold hot, in the cold. like- H and C. Yeah. It's like the salt and pepper of the tap world. Yeah. Like not that old. I'm talking like vintage, like yeah. classic, timeless, sophisticated. Like like something from Downton Abbey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Now we're getting the vibe. So think of that. But then we can do polished chrome, we can do polished nickel, we can do polished brass. Yeah, polished brass is what comes to mind with that. Yeah. Because so, I think um, just personally from what I'm seeing on the gram and the Facebook pages is everyone is like just absolutely losing their minds over brass at the moment, brush, brass, this, whatever. And I think if you're doing a Hamptons build and you want that brass moment, whether it be because whatever we're talking about tapware then also will be extending to your handles yep. in terms of either your internal door handles or your Hardware. joinery handles. Yep. Just do a, a polished brass if that's what you're after. Yeah. And you want to hit that brief, don't do brush brass, as we're saying. We want it to be polished. We want it to be shiny. We want to see ourselves in it. Yep. Absolutely. We have a, a bit of glamour. I always yeah. find like polished finishes, bit of glamour. Same thing with our materials and our surfaces, we're going to go for polished stones. We're not going to be going for honed or matte finishes. We're going to be doing polished. Mm-hmm. That goes for even like subway tiles or feature tiles. We're going to be doing that in a polished finish. So all of this, very reflective. Going I think on that's like a big, a big, big hint and tip. And especially, don't get me wrong, when everyone talks about Hamptons because Hamptons is done so frequently. Everyone's put their own spin on it. They've modernized it. So you're seeing a lot of brush brass and brush nickels and matte blacks in Hampton style homes. I'm just talking about traditional Hamptons. Yep. So in my opinion, polished finishes, a more traditional tapware shape Mm -hmm. and style. Yeah. So don't be doing, you know, the waterfall kind of tapware. Yeah. You don't want to be doing chunky. No ultra modern stuff. Yeah, we want to no, go back. Yeah, we don't want sleek and minimal and contemporary. We want. No, we want like all. We I, want all the I'm going to use the word. Ri- I'm going to use the word ribbing, but there's nothing yeah. else that I can use to describe it. But like where you've got the the end of your spout, how you yep. get the little yep. ribbed lip. Yep. Even That's like what we curved want. spouts. Oh, stop. Yeah, like all of this very traditional kind of. And I then- think. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. Going more into like those polished finishes, typically I would think more like European in in polished brass. I would think Hamptons traditionally more chrome because it's cool palette. So we're going for those those blues, those crisp whites, those cool finishes. I hope no one at home is sitting down going, well, which one is it? Am I European or am I I traditional Hamptons? Wait for our inspograms. We've got- because Both. we've got two examples. I love that. A question I've got for you. Yes. So, you mentioned it before in terms of when we were talking about spouts and especially the cover plates where we've got our taps. Yep. That same rule would apply to your internal door, Levers. like roses oh, as yep. well. Like yep. we want round, we don't want square. Yep. We Yeah, we want to steer away from that. Uh, not Nothing contemporary. We want something a bit more traditional again. Like I would love even a huge recto- like, um, rectangular backplate. Mm. Imagine like beautiful French doors everywhere with these huge back plates, the old like curved Oh, levers. yeah, like the, the half mustache kind of. Yes. Yep, yep. You got it. Like that to me is- You're is, painting like a word picture and I'm like building it in my head. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is divine. Then think of like, you know, French doors, lots of white, lots of glazing. You might take the same profile from your kitchen cabinet. You, you might go. have your panelling on your doors. See, it Stunning. all starts to build. And this is where you get free points in the design. <laughs> is we're building something that people are going to be like, oh, my goodness, that kitchen's beautiful. Oh, my goodness, the internal doors. Oh, my good. Oh, the they're... bathroom's got the same polish. To- oh, <laughs> like you just end up in a bloody, what's Did that? Did this architect and designer talk? What's going my on? My goodness. Question I've got. So, we're talking okay. about polished finishes and you did slightly mention for your surfaces as well. Mm-hmm. The one I'm, I have absolutely no clue on 
What are we doing for our flaws? Our flaws. Our flaws are a good one. And again. <laughs> we're just not doing them. We're just not doing them. <laughs> Up to you. Free range, actually. Carpet. I'm going to keep sticking to the traditional Hamptons format. Again, these are not rules. These are just guidelines. And again, when everyone thinks of Hamptons, it's their own take. It's past kind of putting it in a box now. It's been so modernized yeah. that there's no real set rules. But in terms of Hamptons, Long Island, American style. Yep. Timber flooring. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be seen throughout, more in a traditional format, so we're not doing herringbone or- Chevys. Or chevron or any type of parquetry flooring, which yeah. we would then think is more European-esque and more Georgian or more French-inspired. This is our straight lay, but potentially, again, more- I'm not going to say driftwood. We're not looking at yeah, like- Yeah, we want but we, we, the we're same talking, light palette. Same light palette, potentially Washed when we out. Oh, like, not shabby chic. We're not going yeah. into like that realm, but not more distressed. like reclaimed. Yeah, yes. okay. So distressed, reclaimed timbers, but they could be like a quite rich honey-coloured flooring. Mm. We could go even like a smoked grey-toned flooring. We could do a beautiful light French oak if we wanted to. Like it is. I, again, I keep going on about like the flooring is the biggest finish, but honestly with Hamptons, because it's like a cool palette and lots of white, you kind of are given it actually a bit more freedom in terms of yeah. your flooring choice. You can go like I've seen really, really rich, dark, almost like black Japan flooring done in a Hampton style home. Beautiful. Looks stunning because it's this really dark base that the whole like light, bright Beautiful high ceilings, high skirting, marble everywhere, lots of white cabinetry. It looks beautiful. I think that goes as well. But then I've also seen almost like limed whitewash floors and it works as well. I think it is very, very flexible, but more traditional lay, timber flooring, potentially like as wide of a board as you can go because, again, a, a lot in the Hamptons, these are manners in the sense that these have been around for potentially like 100, 200 years. So this oak is the original flooring that's seen throughout these homes. So they are reclaimed timber by some, they're not brand new. They're not perfect looking boards. They've got texture and movement. They have a history to it. So again, I think you can play around a little bit with your timber color and your timber flooring, stick to the straight lay, In terms of other materials, if the budget's potentially not there for timber flooring. Yeah, that was what my next question was going to be. Honestly, I I would stay clear away from like, please don't do a like concrete flooring and go super sleek and contemporary. Also applies to concrete look tiles. Yeah, no. We want to stay away from our like hard greys. Yeah, nothing like that. I'd be more inclined... If you're more on a budget to do like a limestone look flooring or obviously if you're against timber flooring and you've still got that price point there but you're just against timber or not not for you, I would 100% go a random length or a French lay pattern in a limestone. You're going to get that mm-hmm. movement. You're going to get that warmth. You're going to get... It's you know it's going to look like it's been there it's for still forever. It's still a bit of a feature. It's still traditional, like a lot of manners, very European, a bit more European than Hamptons, but I think it would go it absolutely works. beautifully. Still works. So yeah, honestly, I'd just stay away from cool, cold, industrially industrial, kind of- contemporary style flooring. Stick with something that's warm and homey. Something a bit more traditional, something that just gives it can base that- the space yeah. because it's it is seriously setting it all up. And if you start with something cold underneath, it's really, really going to make it hard to yeah. kind of feed everything back into it. Absolutely. And if you're really on a budget or really looking at achieving this look on quite a minimal budget, I'd even look at like vinyl planks, mm-hmm. like vinyl timber look planks. You're still getting that timber look. It's obviously super easy to maintain and look after. You're still able to achieve those colors. I'd honestly be more inclined to go towards like a cool, almost like gray toned flooring if you go vinyl, just because 
I feel like if you choose a vinyl and then you choose like an oak or a, you know, you're trying to replicate a real timber, like that's a Tasmanian oak or that's, you know, a spotted gum, you can just tell straight away that it's not real. But if it's grey toned, it's like, oh, they're not trying to. And it's like, oh, it's been, it's a treated floor. Because as you said at the start, this is all about honesty to materials. Yeah. And if you cheat, we will know. (laughs) And you'll know. Most importantly, you'll know. Yeah. Well, it's you're not achieving that look. Yeah. Because you're not getting the texture and the tone. You might be getting the color. You might be getting the size and the format, but you're not getting. It might photograph well, but in person, there's a there's kind of a to use another wanker word. There's a bit of a zeitgeist that goes together with thing. There's this. It has a spirit of its own. Yeah. And you can just feel it. Like yeah, something will just feel off you can't and imitate yeah and you've gone to all this effort to Time. hit these other key items like getting mm-hmm. your profile cabinetry doors and ma- replicating that on your internal doors like getting your polished tapware and then if you miss as we're saying flooring is the biggest finish if you miss the mark there it's pretty hard to recover it is i would even look at doing timber in a smaller amount of areas instead of being like, look, I just really can't afford to do all these corridors or the media room or or this, just do the kitchen, living, dining, and en- or even entry, do a feature tile in the entry and then just do kitchen, living, dining in timber flooring Agreed. if that's all your budget can yeah. stretch to. There's no issue with doing that because then you're breaking it up into zones and yep. then you might be able to figure out a way to do that where it actually – I don't know, it adds Feels. to the experience. Yeah, and then you go, oh, okay, well, to close off a corridor because if it's if the floor's not, you know, flowing through, let's cut off this corridor and put in doors. But that could be acoustically treating that mm, wing of the space. Beautiful. Like there's, there's pros yeah. that you can work with with set budgets. So, Michaela, now that we've discussed and figured out our general flooring kind of finish arrangement, what we need to be aiming for, striving mm-hmm. for, Achieving. Achieving. Let's slide over to our wet areas in terms of where we would be tiling regardless of yep. whether the budget's there or not. Yep. What are we looking to, I guess, what is a good starting place mm-hmm. for your wet areas, like your bathrooms, your yep. laundries, your I've got suites? kind of, there's kind of like, well, I can rattle off like four or five big key floor finishes or tiles to look at. And then in terms of budget, they can go from like, you know, low budget to mid to high to yes, extremely sir. high. So in terms of wet areas, but also like just floor tile finishes in general. So we're looking at like entry porches or entry foyers. We're looking at the, you know, the rear deck area or our outdoor entertainment spaces. We're looking at laundries, powder rooms, bathrooms, en suites, all of these areas that we typically need tiles in. Again, like I've said on a million other episodes, I like consistency. So I don't like to, you know, kind of walk through a house and be like, oh my God, I think there's like eight different tiles here. Like I feel like a really strong theme Mm. and you can replace at least, at least three or four tiles to a minimum. I think you can break it down to only using three or four. So I think a general one when I think of Hamptons and it can be used in all those areas that I spoke about was encaustic tiles. So when when I talk about encaustic tiles, we're talking about patterned, typically square tiles. So either a three by three, 250 by 250, 450 by 450. Oh, I wouldn't go as large as six by six because you need to kind be of really, it, you really need to get that down, but it is a geometric or floral patterned designed tile that only gives you a portion from one tile and you kind of need to do like- at You need least, a set. You need a set of them to kind of get the overall pattern. But we see a lot of these on like front porches. In the Sims. <laughs> Literally. Go. Literally, there you go. So I think we can put up some examples, some photos about this episode. We can go really in depth on the gram upload some photos of what we're talking about, but pattern tiles with a beautiful print on it that can give you that design detail. I've seen it done in entry foyers, porches. I've seen it done within just shower areas. I've seen it done in master en-suites. So this is like, I, I think a great base of, if you like that style, you can be like, oh, sweet, all tiled areas, let's bang that in and it's yep. done. 
and it looks great. Just for your flaws, though. Just for the flaws, I think it gets it's a it's. Yeah, a, I'm not. It's I don't. I don't want to use it as a splashback. Oh no, I don't want to see it no. like at all. Well, but in terms of the that- vibe I'm getting from you, sorry to mm. cut you off, is what would be an alternative floor tile you could choose if you yeah. if well, say it's just one style hypothetically say i don't like, like that <laughs> like at all perfect well for this one again i'd go back to what i spoke about on the general flooring a beautiful limestone stunning i feel like it's it's going to wear so beautifully it's going to age with the property it's going to give you that stunning texture it actually warms underfoot if you're like if you've used it in a bathroom or a wet area and you have a hot shower on that it actually warms the tile for, oh it's just, oh, yeah it's so nice it's my all time like one of my favorite stone floorings is to use a limestone um but do that in a french pattern do, and when I say French pattern again, I'll put some photos up online on the gram so you can see what a French pattern is. But it just means an irregular tiled pattern. So you, it's usually a square, a rectangular, and then a smaller square. And then they kind of do it in this randomized pattern, giving you this beautiful French pattern. How else do I explain I mean, it? How easy is that? <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. So that's another option. We just did beautiful <laughs> together. So that's another option. Again, you can do this in a tile instead of stone. So stone's obviously the higher budget, but we can achieve this in a porcelain look limestone tile. It doesn't have to be the real deal. Um, another one is a stone look tile. So something really, really subtle, a three by 600, a six by six, just in a really soft grained stone look is going to give you that aesthetic, keep it really neutral and soft, but still in keeping with that Hamptons look. But again, another one that I really wanted to talk about that's really prevalent in Hamptons design, typically I find in bathrooms, more typically in like master en suites or Focal areas where the budget's a little bit more for these, like, special. a little bit more to splash. Special areas, I like to call it. And then even if the budget's not there completely, maybe just, like, the the shower areas can can have this beautiful (laughs) floor tile. But mosaics. And when I say mosaics, I mean typically marble mosaics. So you've got your every single mosaic in a Carrara marble. There's like endless like Tick. herringbone. You've got like, you know, the, the old penny rounds, hexagons. Yeah, you've got like the scale looking ones as well. Diamonds. Yeah, you've got, like there's so many patterns in a Carrara marble mosaic, but typically a mosaic tile in a stone. More precisely, a Carrara marble yep. it is typically seen. A feature. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have seen a lot of like mixed stone mosaics where they do like a black marble and a white marble. They've done, you know, you, again, you can pick up a color or a theme. Like there's so many um, stone mosaics out there that are like pink or green or blue or you can kind of go nuts with it. Um, and again... I know it's at the top of the budget, but a lot of Hampton style homes that we've done through our work is just stone. (laughs) So a lot of different marbles, limestones that they've done as bench top, wall tile, floor tile. That's what I was just about to ask is I don't think we've, we've touched on it is pretty much what we're saying in terms of like, if you were at home choosing a, say a a stone for your bench top, whether it be Caesar stone or a natural stone. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I'm cutting in here, but do you want to just give maybe one or two Caesar stone color recommendations you would give? And then just as we're saying, like with all the natural stones. Again, when I say Hamptons and I'm talking about like stone choices, typically it's marble. A lot of marbles, be that like Carrara color cutters and then all the unique ones in between. If you want to, you know, go into these warehouses and source your own by all means, but then all we're trying to do when we re- like select a man-made material or a reconstituted stone like Caesar Stone or Essa Stone, Smart Stone, all of those companies, is we're trying to replicate that marble sure. typically. So my Caesar Stone recommendations, and I know this is this is again, this is just my personal preference. I'm not one for replicating a color cutter at all. Because mm-hmm. to me it's so obvious that it's not natural stone. 
So I'm very, very against the the. They're actually quite expensive. They they're in the higher price points from Caesar Stone. Well and truly, is like the Color Cutter Nouveau or the Statuario or those very man made stones that I just look mm-hmm. at and I'm like, that Caesar Stone Color Cutter Nouveau. I know it. Like I've seen it. And then you're not getting you're not getting the beauty of a natural stone, which is uniqueness sure. and lots of veining the honesty. and honesty and and we're kind of then detracting away from what Hamptons is is all about. Um, so personally for me, if I was going to go Caesar stone, I'd actually choose, there's a color, it's absolutely stunning called like London gray, mm-hmm. which is a, a marble look, but it's not. It's not bleedingly trying to. Yeah. It's, it's very, very subtle. You've, you're still getting veinage. You're still getting the cool tones. You're still getting movement. It is a beautiful, beautiful beautiful choice i love london gray um even something as simple as just having movement to a stone but it's not it's not replicating marble is the organic white from caesar stone absolutely stunning choice it's not a super crisp white it's got a bit of movement to it i feel like it would pick up that hamptons look really really well um another option i know i'm like going off track a little bit here but if you were to do like or say organic white bench tops in the kitchen everywhere i would then kind of if you don't have the budgets for natural stone i would do like a natural stone splashback sure and get the price point and put it into that and get real stone there and then Mm -hmm. you can get your real you know carrara marble like beautiful mosaic tile or something like that or again it is prevalent in hamptons i'm not the biggest fan but like a pressed metal yeah, no, let's it's, just, yeah. Look, I've said it. It's I've we, noted it. We've got to be honest with you at home because you'd be like, what about the press metal? I mean, I don't think you would. But let's just cover it off. It is it is something that occurs. It's an option. It's, it's an option. It's not our option. It's just but hard it to is clean. An option. It's just yeah. hard to clean. So, does that, have you, have you covered everything in your I mind think, about tiles? I think so. I think so? Yeah. So, then- Everybody at home, this is getting a little bit long. Oh, Classic us. I mean, what an absolute way to tease you coming into season two is to immediately hit you with a two-parter. <laughs> but, I mean, this episode you could almost bundle up and take that off to your little selections meeting. Oh, absolutely. Because this is all the stuff you would need to know there. We've told you colours. We've told you potential Caesar stone options. We've told you roof colours. We've... We've kind of paint colours even. Like, we've given you everything you yeah. would need to sit in a meeting, uh, a finishes thing. sanitary wear Build style. your own mood board off it. Beautiful. And this next one is probably more, I guess, aligned. Yeah, architectural. When you're looking at, say you are doing a project home, a lot of them have, like, fixed facades that you're working with. So, this is where we're going to try and- Dress it up. Dress it up a little bit or steer you towards one, which I guess if you were doing a shopping list, like what actually ticks the box. Mm. So, let's let's just bloody wrap this one up, shall we? Thank you all very much for listening. I hope you're enjoying the start of our second season now that we're moseying our way through some kind of deeper, you know, everyone's listened to this on the surface level, but, you know, everyone listening now, we're all deep, deep thinkers. So, let's- Let's just keep it going, Michaela. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lockie. Appreciate it. And we'll see you all next um, next week when we finish this one off. So yeah, fantastic. Are, gonna, are we going to do toodaloo on three? Obviously. Uh, one, two, three, toodaloo. Well, everybody, we've come to the end of another episode. If you have any questions, reach out to us on our Instagram at grabthetrace. Following, sharing, leaving a review or rating for the podcast is the best way to help the show. Our opening and closing music was created by Robert Helberg. And whilst we try to help as much as possible, this podcast is of a general nature and won't be able to take into account your individual circumstance. If you need personalised advice, you should engage a relevant professional consultant to help make the best decisions for your situation. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. See you next time.